Hi, this is Steve Levine, host of America, the Bilingual. This is Fernando Hernandez, producer of the show. So a couple of years ago, you were at the Facebook headquarters. Steve, tell me the story. I was working for a pretty cool program called Building Skills Partnership. It's an organization that works with Stanford University and local tech companies to help Latino janitors improve their English. So I was working at Facebook helping out. The teacher asked me to work one-on-one -on -one with a fellow named Alejandro because his English was weaker than the other students. What was your conversation like? I thought we were going to speak English, but we had to switch to Spanish because his English was weaker than, than my Spanish, which, as you know, doesn't happen very often. So we spoke slowly and simply in Spanish. I learned that Alejandro has a wife and two daughters. The older daughter was graduating next month from San Jose State. So you didn't try to switch back to English, right? Well, we kept speaking mostly Spanish, and I'd repeat things in English, and he would try some English. At the end of the class, he was assigned to escort me back out, and in one of the lobbies, we sat down on a long bench, and he told me something I found astonishing. Alejandro had been in the United States for 17 years. How is that possible? I mean, to live in America for 17 years and not speak English? Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was wondering, too. So I asked Alejandro if he had people to speak English with. Probably with his wife, right? He told me no. His wife doesn't speak much English either. At home, his family speaks Spanish, and he carpools with Spanish-speaking co-workers. What about his daughters? I asked about his daughters. He says they speak English very well, but se rien cuando trato de hablar inglés, he told me, which, as you know, means they laugh when I try to speak English. We'll be back with our producer, Fernando Hernandez, but first I want you to hear a conversation I had with a man in Denver who knows what people like Alejandro are going through. James Archer. I'm the founder and president of the ShareLingo Project. I asked James how people like Alejandro can live for so many years in America and not learn English. They feel isolated. They feel so isolated. Um, so many of the Latinos tell me, I have nobody to practice with. There is nobody in my community, in my neighborhood, in my family, in my uh, circle that speaks English. And that's one of the reasons ShareLingo was born. ShareLingo is a language exchange project in Denver, Colorado, where native Spanish speakers and native English speakers come together to help one another practice. I asked James how he came up with the idea. I semi-retired and said, well, now is my chance to go learn a language, something I've always wanted to do. So even though I love Italian and French, I decided Spanish was the thing to do. So I started learning Spanish, and I did all the traditional things. I did Rosetta Stone and Duolingo and watched YouTube videos, and I went to Costa Rica for... I went to four different language schools in Costa Rica, but... His Spanish I... did improve, James told me, but he still was yearning for conversations. So I, uh, when I got back to Denver, I wanted to find people to talk to. I went to quite a few meetup groups and places, intercambios. It was frustrated. Intercambios to me 
feel more like someplace where you go and you drink a beer and you try and find somebody to hook up with. The meetup groups, and I love the concept of meetup, but the meetup groups that I went to, it was always like five or six gringos of trying to speak Spanish to each other. There were not native Spanish speakers there wanting to learn English. I ended up volunteering to teach English for an ESL program. ESL is English as a second language. And when I went in there, I had all these students in front of me, and I, I really believe I was the only Anglo um, in the whole building. But James didn't want to just teach. But I was there, and I said, hey, you know, I, I want to help you learn English, but I would love for you to help me learn Spanish also. And that, I noticed, kind of opened this door to working together. It changed our relationship. I was no longer the maestro, and they were not estudiantes. We were just all working to help each other. James thought that this was such an obvious thing to do, to pair up Spanish speakers with English speakers. Surely programs must already exist to facilitate this. He searched hard, but couldn't find any. So the idea of ShareLingo started to form, and I thought, okay, if somebody's not doing this, uh, somebody needs to do this, I'm going to give it a shot. And I did, and we did, and we are. And we're bringing English and Spanish speakers together to practice with each other, face-to-face. -face. James says that about 1,000 people in Denver have participated so far. And they don't just build their language skills, they build friendships, too. When you're teaching somebody your language and they are teaching you, you just can't help but get to know them. And this face-to-face -face interaction breaks down barriers. It breaks down fear and mistrust, and people become really friends with each other. James says the face-to-face -face part is critical. If I'm sitting across from Maria from El Salvador, who's trying to learn English, in the traditional model, I'm teaching her English. In the ShareLingo model, not only am I helping her with English, but she is helping me with Spanish. She feels better. She feels validated, justified, intelligent. I see her sit up straighter in her chair when she's teaching. And that trust that happens between me and Maria leads to a better conversation. I find out how many children she has and what she, where she works and maybe what her story is like coming from El Salvador. ShareLingo is a supplemental program, he explains. Typically, participants have already had some language classes and software training, too. You need the fundamentals, which is vocabulary and grammar, but you also need practice. You, you need listening practice and speaking practice. And there's a thousand ways for you to get vocabulary, grammar, and listening practice, but there's hardly any place to just go and get speaking practice with a native speaker. And that is in spite of the fact that the United States is the second biggest Spanish-speaking country in the world. I asked James why these kinds of language exchanges don't already exist. It's fear, mistrust, cultural differences. It's, it's hard for me to go down to the Hispanic neighborhoods and say, hey, will you practice Spanish with me? And so what I'm trying to teach people is don't go with that mindset. 
go to the Spanish neighborhood, but instead of saying, will you practice Spanish with me, say, I would like to help you practice English because I'm learning Spanish myself. That opens the door. That changes the relationship. James sees a huge need among Latinos. If you go into a Hispanic market and you tell 10 people that you're willing to help them practice English, at least here in Denver, nine of them will be interested. But just because language exchanges are needed doesn't mean it's easy to set them up. It's hard. It's a hassle signing people up and registering students and doing all of that. It's easier just to sit people in front of a computer. It's so easy to just put out a Rosetta Stone or a Duolingo or whatever and say, here's some material study. Creating that personal relationship, that atmosphere of trust and bringing people together, it's a hurdle. But I think it's needed. I really do. Just like English speakers, Spanish speakers in Denver can find it hard to break out of their language bubble. You can buy food in Spanish, you can go to church in Spanish, you can do all these things. You, on your job, you're, you're probably in a job where everybody else speaks Spanish also, but you are isolating yourself from certain things. School teachers normally do not speak Spanish, so your children are going to school and you can't talk to your son's teacher, right? Your doctor probably does not speak Spanish. James tells me that today's atmosphere concerning immigrants has increased the stakes. Denver is 25 to 30 percent Hispanic, but the police force is not. And so the chances that you are going to get a Spanish-speaking officer if you get pulled over are actually really, really slim. And because of the mistrust and distrust right now in the last many months, just the fear of being pulled over and not speaking English, it's big. It's really big. James does encounter some people who complain about immigrants not speaking English. I ask him how he responds. What I say is, great, I'm with you. Come. The problem is they want to speak English. They just don't have any pretty to practice with. So if you believe, as I do, that everybody should have an opportunity to speak English, come and help me. You can help somebody practice English. And how do people respond to that offer? I get about 1%, 2% that say, okay, I'll think about that. Most of them just, but, but the debate stops. James was an engineer for most of his career and a software entrepreneur. To help develop the ShareLingo teaching materials, he teamed up with a Spanish-speaking psychologist named Rocio Duran. I asked him to tell me how the program works. Fundamentally, we start out with pronunciation practice because that's where the confidence comes from. So James and Maria are sitting together to practice. Maria, James is learning Spanish. Could you please read this first paragraph in Spanish so that he can hear you? And Maria does. Maria reads that first paragraph in Spanish, and it's beautiful Spanish because that's her native language, and we've gotten her talking. She's opening her mouth. She doesn't feel scared or embarrassed. In fact, the opposite, she feels proud. So participants begin by reading aloud in their native languages. Right. James just, just hears her Spanish, her beautiful Spanish. Now, James can try and read the same paragraph in Spanish, and Maria can help him. And then, James, Maria's learning English. How about reading the same paragraph, but in English? James does. Nice English. 
Maria listens. Then Maria tries to read the same paragraph in English, which is vastly harder because English is so hard to spell. But James is there to help her read that English. And she doesn't feel embarrassed because he was just in the same boat. The ShareLingual model works with a bilingual facilitator and as many as 10 participants. Participants come in all ages. If you think you're too old to learn a language, that's garbage. If you can learn a new word in English, then you can learn a new word in another language because it is the same part of your brain, right? James set up ShareLingo as a social enterprise based in part on reading the book Start Something That Matters, the story of Tom's shoes. I formed so, uh, ShareLingo as a social enterprise instead of a nonprofit. It does have a social mission. It has a nonprofit feel to it. But I believe in the idea that if you can make money, you should support yourself. I have been on many nonprofit boards, and I see them struggle for money all the time. So my, my goal is that ShareLingo makes tons of money, boatloads of money, and then can be the organization that, instead of asking for grants, we can be an organization that gives the grants. Participants pay $10 per session for 10 weekly sessions. Right now, all the sessions are in Denver, but James is putting the program materials online so the groups can start anywhere in America. Our biggest hurdle is that people don't know we exist. People don't know that this model exists that they have an option for practicing with a native speaker. Now, Rosetta Stone is great. I think it's a great product. The problem is motivation. It's the treadmill. If you go to Sears and you buy a treadmill and you bring it home and you say, I'm gonna use it every day, no matter what, and within a month you're hanging your clothes on it. Rosetta Stone, in my experience, has a similar usage curve. Sherlingo is kind of like having the personal trainer, this practice partner, this workout buddy alongside you James thinks the market for the ShareLingo system is very large, in part because he says it's finally cool to be bilingual. The days of punishing kids for speaking their heritage languages at school are over. Instead, we have the YouTube sensation of Despacito, the most watched YouTube video of all time with over 3 billion plays. And yes, it's in Spanish. Despacito, quiero respirar tu cuello despacito. I ask everybody, because of what I do, I ask everybody, do you speak Spanish? And um, the most common response is, I wish, whether that's policemen or nurses or school teachers or just random people on the street, that is the most common response. Plus, James hopes that his project can help create income for bilinguals who can work as ShareLingo facilitators. You know, it's sad to say there's a lot of very well-educated people in our country who are cleaning hotel rooms and cleaning houses because they need a job. If I could give them a different option for a job, kind of uh, build your own business. They don't have to be a teacher. I was able to have a conversation with two of his participants, Monique Roberts and Sarai Borondo Berber. This is Monique, who is the Spanish learner. To be honest, I'm just, I'm more of a, on the introverted side and I would never gone out and tried to look for a native speaker and and think that I have something to offer them. But ShareLingo kind of teaches, it's great because it teaches you that, you know, it kind of gives you permission to, to correct their, you know, English, or it gives her permission to correct my Spanish, and it's like a safe environment. And this is Sarai, 
the English learner. It's not like teacher and student and something telling us what is right and what is wrong. It's everybody. I was teaching my partners and they, they were teaching me as well. So everybody, we have the same objective. I asked Sarayi what it feels like. Well, it, it feels good. I feel like I'm doing something good for someone. Make me feel that I'm helping and that made me feel happy because they are helping me to improve my English too. So it's, it's exciting. Steve, you said on the last episode that there's 2.8 million Anglos who also speak Spanish, right? Right. But I'm guessing that the number of Anglos who want to learn Spanish is way higher. Absolutely. Who knows how many millions of Anglos want to learn Spanish? And when I was talking with Alejandro at Facebook, I wondered, as James Archer did, why there weren't programs to get Anglos and Latinos together. So I was delighted when I heard about James and his ShareLingo project. When I meet people for the first time and tell them about America the Bilingual, somehow the Duolingo app is always mentioned. Yes, James and his participants mentioned Duolingo too, which in case our listeners haven't tried it, it is a pretty wonderful and free language learning app. And you've not only tried it, you've spoken to the Duolingo founder, right? Yes, his name is Luis Van An, who happens to be from Guatemala. He's a professor at Carnegie Mellon, a MacArthur Genius Award winner, really an amazing guy. He told me Duolingo cannot take people all the way to fluency. Rather, it is designed to give people enough confidence to begin having conversations with real people, which is exactly where ShareLingo picks up. Van An is a technologist, but he's quick to say technology can't do it all. Of course, um, one thing is learning a few words a day with an app, but building confidence in learning through human interaction, through listening, it's a completely different thing. You know, Fernando, we turn on the news today and it's easy to find people yelling at one another. It's comforting that we can report on how people are finding new ways to speak to one another. How do our listeners find out more? They can visit America the Bilingual website for links to share lingo, including James's new book, which has just come out. Here's what he says about it. The title is Beyond Words, a radically simple solution to unify communities, strengthen businesses, and connect cultures through language. I don't know how well it will be received, but hopefully it will make a difference. America the Bilingual podcast is part of the Lead with Languages campaign of ACTFUL, the American Council on the Teaching of Foreign Languages. Check out our episode notes at americathebilingual.com. You'll find links to share lingo, photos of the people we've interviewed, and as usual, some bonus material. This episode was hosted by me, Steve Levine, and our producer, Fernando Hernandez, who also does sound design and mixing. Associate producer is Becky Rankin. Editorial consultant is Maya Thomas. Editorial and brand director is Mim Harrison. Graphic arts are created by Carlos Plaza Design Studio. Music in this episode with a Creative Commons attribution share-alike license by Kumiko, Kevin McLeod, Francisco Panilla, and Lee Rosvere. Thanks for listening. For America the Bilingual, this is Steve Levine.